many of us in this world find ourselves searching for ways to feel more alive. We move through our lives day after day, living through the same repetitive cycles and the same stressful patterns that often leave us feeling defeated, underappreciated, or unfulfilled. But what if there were a different way to perceive life? What if out there we were able to find the keys to a happy, healthy, and fulfilling reality in the lives that we're living right here, right now? For those of us who are looking for a way to transform our lives, for those of us who are looking to fully live in this moment, to change how we feel, how we perceive the world, and awaken to a better reality so we can fully live this life. This is the Live This Life Podcast. And I'm your host, Heath Cummings. I'm here to inspire you to ask yourself the question, are you living or are you killing time? On today's episode, I have the absolute pleasure to welcome Shanai Pelka to the show. Shanai is the product and development manager for Organifi, which if you're not familiar with them, they are an amazing superfood company that produces some of the highest quality certified organic products anywhere in the food industry worldwide, which if you're familiar with my story, I'm so passionate about keeping our mental and physical health firing on all cylinders as much as we can, which is why I wanted to talk about this company and what it's done for me so far in enhancing my health. And as we're going to get into, they go several extra miles to ensure their products are certified many, many times over for their purity. But they go further than that in the types of stuff they actually have created, and Chennai is a huge part of developing what Organifi is all about. Now, in the setup to this episode, I got to know Shanai, and she had an amazing story of perseverance in her life to end up in her role with Organifi. She had to pivot several key times in her life when unexpected speed bumps come up like they always do in most of our lives, but she has a totally amazing personal story to share, as well as her vast knowledge about how food and herbs can really be the medicine in our lives. Now, one quick disclaimer that none of the information contained in this episode is medical or dietary advice, and these are just examples of what's worked for others. So make sure you discuss any changes in your health choices with a medical professional. Now that we have that out of the way, Shanai Pelka, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me. It's it's such a pleasure. The pleasure is definitely all mine. You know, when I reached out to Organifi, I wanted to just feature some info on the company and some of its products since I've had such great success with them, um, especially in the types of things that I have to do with my post-cancer health regimen. And in the process, I learned that Organifi goes above and beyond all that it does and that it comes from the leaders in the company like you and the company's founder, Drew Canoli, who totally reflect your passion in what you know and bring it to Organifi and make it what it's all about. And plus, your story was totally amazing on how you even ended up where you are with the company in the first place. Yeah, you know, Organifi's mission is to transform the world through health and happiness. And we believe that food is the food is the medicine so as hippocrates said let thy food be thy medicine and thy medicine be thy food and i strongly believe that um we make products that will nourish and protect your body fuel your mind energize your spirit um inspire you to shine your light and basically every aspect of your body is connected so if your gut is healthy then your mind is going to be more clear. You're, you're going to feel more balanced in general. So yeah, I'm, I'm really, 
I am the research and development manager for Organifi and it's been a really amazing journey for me. And I'd love to go into kind of how I actually got into health and wellness industry to begin with. Absolutely. One question I tend to throw at people when they first come on the show is I usually ask people, what does it mean to live your best life according to Shanae? Oh my gosh, <laughs> my best life. Well, it sounds like you're living it. Like Shania and I have talked off, off microphone a few times and um, the way that she has traveled around and now is sort of settled into doing what she does with Organifi and then also has a farm. I mean, I'm, I'm like envious of the types of people that I have on the show. And I've got to say like the story that you've had, you've had like these, this great story of traveling and, and doing all the things that you've done. And now you've like settled and you're having a farm and you're doing those kind of like, that's awesome. Like that right there is just kind of living a, a fulfilling life in, in my perspective. But you know, what is, what is some of the most important things to you to really feel like you're living, you know, you're living life, you're living your best life? Yeah, that's a great question. Cause sometimes we don't stop to think, you know, our lives are so busy. Um, sometimes we don't stop to think um, about the meaning of it all. And if we are on track to do what we really kind of were set out to do and what's actually fulfilling us. Um, I believe that family and community are, just my two strongest components of a healthy life. Um, and, and you're right, I am doing it. Uh, we've had, my kids and I have had really great adventures. We got to live in Costa Rica on the Caribbean side for a little while. Um, I've, we've been through some, you know, difficult times, but all in all life has been amazing. And we recently made this choice to move from California out to the mountains in Western North Carolina. And we're, we're kind of rural. It's totally different than living near the beach in California. Um, we have this 18 acre farm and we are building a really amazing, not only farm, but a, a place for community and really um, getting to meet people in the community. And, and um, yeah, I've been touched by a lot of people here and the kindness and the genuineness of these people. And and um, it also makes me happy to bring things to them that they didn't quite know about, like like health, for instance. I've, I've kind of become the little neighborhood um, herbalist. And so people will just come drive up to my farm and they're, they're like, hey, I have this going on with me. I heard that you know about herbs. And so I'll kind of help them. Um, I've been blending teas for neighbors and uh, that, that kind of stuff. Just helping people and healing people bring me so much joy. That's so awesome though, because you take on a hobby like that. And then when people start to turn to you for something that you would consider a hobby as an interest or something, and they're turning to you for the guidance on that, and you're able to actually help people. That's like one of the most fulfilling things I think that, you know, you can do, you, you take on something into your life as a passion and then other people turn to you as that knowledge source. So I know that, that you know, I've turned to you on that, on, on some of these things that you're going to be talking to people on the show about. So that must be an awesome an awesome thing to incorporate into life. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So let's dive into your, your story. What, what ended up, you know, I know you said you traveled, you went to Costa Rica and I know you had talked about, you know, med school and some of the, some of the journey that involved all that stuff, but you know, what led to the road that, uh, that led you up to where you're at now? Well, I, I think maybe we'll start back from when I was 20 and I was in undergrad and I uh, was getting ready to go to med school. I was an overachiever. Um, also kind of a partier at that, at that stage, you know, 
Um, but I had actually uh, found out when I was in my junior year of undergrad that I um, was pregnant. So my life changed dramatically. Um, I ended up not going to med school. I got married, um, you know, had had my first son and then slowly finished undergrad. And I ended up having a couple more children. Um, and it was really interesting because my first maybe three years of motherhood, I struggled greatly with being really feeling like it wasn't enough just being a mother mm. because so I had this notion before I had my son that I, I would never be a stay at home mom because stay at home moms are losers. You know, I need to, I need to go be something great, you know? And then as soon as I had my son, I didn't want to leave him, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, I didn't want to go to med school and I wanted to be a mom, but I struggled with feeling like I wasn't enough because I was a mom. And, I beat myself up for multiple years, um, just really struggling um, with finding a career path that I felt like would fulfill me, yet I wouldn't have to leave my kids very much, you know, and um, I wanted to be a midwife because I fell in love with the birthing process. But yeah, I kind of like spiraled into some different careers. In fact, I got I got into Vanderbilt for graduate school. And at that time we lived in Michigan and I had a newborn and a two-year-old. And um, at the time my husband and I moved to Tennessee so I could go to graduate school at Vanderbilt and become a nurse midwife. And right when I got there with my two-year-old and my newborn, I was like, I can't do this. I can't leave them. I can't put them in daycare. So we moved back to Michigan six weeks later. Wow. Uh, Anyway, so long story short, I spent a lot of time struggling and it wasn't it wasn't until I was 26 getting ready to have my third. Um, I, I started to kind of calm down. Maybe it was a maturity thing um, and started to just be okay with kind of who I was. And at that time I also started studying nutrition and I started delving into the field of herbology and became insanely passionate about the power of food and herbs. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was kind of the beginning. Um, after I had my third, um, she was one years old. I I was still, I've always been kind of type A overachiever and, and maybe will stress myself out about things and just want to do everything. And I was, I was going through a period, we were getting ready to move from Michigan to California. And I was my ex-husband had already moved to California. I was alone with the kids. It was around Christmas time. We were selling the house and I was just doing too much. Um, and I started to get sick. Um, I just didn't feel well. Um, you know, just maybe a scratchy throat, maybe a low grade fever. I just wasn't able to shake it for maybe five or six days. And a lot of people at the time had had pneumonia in the area. And I, I started to panic because I didn't want pneumonia. I knew I had a lot going on and I didn't know enough about herbs at that time to know how to protect myself. You know, if, if I, if now I would be like, okay, well, I'm going to go get some astragalus and some andrographis and oil of oregano, no big deal. You know, I, I didn't really know what to do. And I was still a little intimidated just by taking herbs. So I went to a doctor and got him to prescribe me Zithromax. And I took, um, 
I took my first dose. So Zithromax is like a five day, five day course, right? Okay. I took my first dose and um, I felt, I felt a little weird after taking my first dose, um, maybe a little weak, but I had already kind of been feeling weak. Um, I went to a roller skating party with my kids that night. Didn't fall at all. Um, Cause I'm a pretty good skater, but um, I woke up the next morning. My whole body was covered with bruises. Wow. And um, I was like, okay, well maybe I'm deficient in vitamin K. Maybe just my iron is super low. I didn't really know what was going on. And um, so I just took my next dose and the following morning I woke up with blood coming out of my nose and out of my tongue. And I realized at that point something was really wrong and I, I had to go to the hospital. And so I went to the hospital. I was terrified. I had never been hospitalized before. And what we found out was that I had no platelets. Wow. So normally you would have 125,000 to 450,000. That's kind of like the normal range. Um, And I had almost zero. So if I would have fallen that night that I was roller skating, I would have died. Wow. I would have just bled in my brain. And so at the hospital, you know, I went into the um, oncology ward because that's where they put me because I had to see a hematologist. They had to test me for leukemia and for HIV and anything that could also have caused this and what, what it was determined that was caused this. So it's called idiopathic thrombocytopenia purpura, which is ITP. And it, idiopathic means you don't really know what, what it came from. And um, Zithromax can cause that. One of the side effects of Zithromax is ITP. But I was also under an incredible amount of stress. I had recently bought a new minivan three months prior and it was winter in Michigan. And so you're driving with the windows closed and the chemicals that I must have been exposed to were really toxic. New car chemicals are very toxic. Um, Also what we were painting the house because we were getting ready to sell it. So all of those things I think built up and the Zithromax was probably the straw that broke the camel's back. Wow, that's wild. Yeah, it was terrifying. And so their immediate first step was we have to give you a prednisone injection because this is autoimmune. So something in my body was killing my platelets. So give me a prednisone injection and then we could see how high my platelets would go up. And that was terrible. I don't know if you've ever had an injection of a corticosteroid, but it is terrible. Um, I mean, I was like a really thick, like oil based kind of an injection. Like it goes in really slow. It's really painful. I don't remember the feeling of the injection. I just remember the way I felt from having it in my system immediately shaking. Um, it, it was terrible. Um, in the meantime, um, I just wanted to be kind of out of the woods Uh knowing that I was safe to move around, you know? So they gave me my first injection and I I think it got my platelets to maybe 20,000, which is far below, below normal, but it would take me out of the, maybe out of the more critical range to where I could just be laying there and die, Uh you know? Um, 
I waited for my test results. They came back to tell me I didn't have HIV. I didn't have cancer, you know, all those things that I was so, you know, when you have a doctor telling you, you might have these things wrong and then you're waiting and anticipating for them to come and give you the results. It's really scary. That's like the worst part is like waiting for those answers. Yeah. Um, so basically what had happened is every time they would stop giving me prednisone. So I was in the hospital for multiple days. Every time they would stop giving me prednisone, my platelets would dive and then they would have to give me more and then my platelets would dive. And um, so I had a couple choices. The hematologist said, the only way that you're really gonna have a chance of being cured is to do a splenectomy. So they take my spleen out and then the hematologist proceeds to tell me that I'll have to be on antibiotics for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Um, which terrified me because I just had a horrible reaction to an antibiotic. Um, so another, um, possibility was I could spend the rest of my life on prednisone, which was terrible. Uh, there was a couple other experimental injections that they were working on and they had horrible, really scary side effects. And, um, so I made a decision at some point when I was in the hospital to leave, to not take any of their advice, to leave. When my platelets were at 20,000, they let me leave. And um, I had just some oral prednisone I was on to keep them up. And um, I left and my ex-husband and I kind of uh, came up with a plan together. He was really supportive. Um, I started taking some Chinese herbs specifically for platelet health and um, So one formula for platelet health and one formula for immune health um, and to balance the immune system in addition to turmeric and high vitamin C and tons of things. I was probably taking like 15 different supplements a day at that point. And um, up until that point, like I said, every time I stopped taking prednisone or tried to taper down, my platelets would drop. And I had to go in every single day, sometimes twice a day to see what my levels were. Um, And within two weeks after taking those herbs, my platelets rose to a hundred thousand. Wow. That's incredible. It was unbelievable. And what was really scary to me, um, is when I was at a hundred thousand, which you'd think is very close to being a safe level. Um, I had my period and, um, it was the scariest period I've ever had because I'm usually just have a very light menstruation, it was so severe. I couldn't have imagined had I been at 5,000 or zero, what would have happened right. if I would have had my, you know, menstruated during that wow. time. So um, anyway, so a hundred thousand, I, I was like, okay, well, this is not okay. I need, I need to get them higher. And from, and at that point I added more herbs. I went to an acupuncturist and actually got two liquid bottles of uh, some more Chinese herbs. And then I added, um, some Ayurvedic herbs and some more things to the formula. And then within another two weeks, my platelets were at 275,000. That's amazing. And that's where they've been ever since. Wow. Um, and it was so awesome because the hematologist, I went to see him and he's like, you know, I have never seen this in my entire career. You healed yourself. And um, it, it was amazing. Um, but but it wasn't really over for me at that point. Um I tapered off the prednisone 
and I tapered so slowly because I was really sensitive to it. But as you know, when you're taking um, steroids, your adrenal glands shut down their own production of cortisol. Mm -hmm. And um, you need, you need that. Like you need, you don't want to have too high levels of cortisol, but if you have too low of levels, it's even more terrible, terrifying, damaging. I couldn't even walk up the stairs. Wow. I mean, cortisol gives us the energy that we need to get out of bed and to move around, you know? I couldn't walk up the stairs. Here I'm 26, almost 27, couldn't walk up the stairs. I was so exhausted. Um, I started having massive panic attacks. Every time I went into the grocery store, I would be in a line. I would have a panic attack. And it was the scariest thing. Um, The only time I wouldn't is if I had my youngest with me, I would pick her up. And at that point, it was my maternal instinct was stronger than, you know, the panic attack. What's going on? Yeah. That was the only thing that would keep me from having a panic attack. Um, And then I got a massive respiratory infection because, again, if you have too little, too low levels of cortisol, then your immune system is very, very, um, very low. Mm -hmm. So um, I got, I think I ended up getting a pneumonia. Um, So at that point, after I recovered from the respiratory infection, I really like heavily hit herbs that were going to balance my adrenal glands and just balance my body, um, stop the panic attacks, um, improve my immune system and just balance balance my body. And that's when I started using ashwagandha, which I've been taking it for, you know, 18, 19 years now. It, I I will say that ashwagandha, I feel like saved my life. I actually, I take that every day too. I mean, it's made a huge difference in my life. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Um, I, I actually ended up creating a little formula, a little adrenal support formula that I ended up selling into a bunch of stores in Michigan at the time because I fell in love with these herbs. Um, ashwagandha, alithro root, mm-hmm. rhodiola, um, cordyceps, holy basil. I even had some B vitamins and some vitamin C in it. Um, astragalus. It was a really good formula, but I started taking that and it was, it was amazing. I mean, no more panic attacks. Um, you know, it was scary because I felt like a lot of times I felt like I couldn't breathe. And I think that was part of just my adrenal glands being so weak and my respiratory system was weak. But as I strengthened my adrenal glands, um, my respiratory system became really strong. So now what's sort of like around this time when a lot of these health challenges came up, like what did your diet look like? before it all started and then sort of like as it was going on were you were you like typical american diet or were you someone who was already kind of already eating clean or did, did it like change anything or like where was where was your diet at yeah i was already eating really clean i you know had already started my masters in holistic nutrition degree and so i had already gone through everything and like th- thrown everything out of my cupboards years ago years prior to this so i was eating clean um But I think that there was so much stress that I put on my body for so many years, being a type A, being a perfectionist, being a, even the struggle, the many multiple years struggle of, you know, am I good enough being a mom, you know? Uh And then in addition to that, um, I didn't 
love my husband, like love him like you should love a husband. Mm-hmm. I loved him as a, as a friend and a partner and a co-parent. And we're still like, he's one of my best friends, but I didn't love him. Like I should love a husband. Mm-hmm. And I was so young and so immature and I didn't really realize, or, or I just tried to push it, push it aside. But I think that that probably had some, um, definitely had some effect on my stress levels. Yeah, definitely. Now that at what age would this was all that going on? Um, I mean, that was all through. I mean, I, I think I I think I had turned 27 when I got the ITP when I came down with ITP. So I had three children at that point, and My youngest was one. And then I think by the time I healed my adrenals, it was I, th- I think I was still 27, maybe closer to 28. Yeah. Wow. So I was still really young, you know? What an amazing challenge to go through at such an age though. And then, then throwing in the marriage thing. I mean, I know a lot of people who end up hitting near the 30 mark. And this is a typical thing where I've talked about that recently in seven year cycles of people's lives. And usually like the 21 to 28 ish area is where people are going through a certain thing. And then from 28 to like 35 is sometimes where the beginning of like the hiccups of the, the marriage things happen because the people are starting to really head into a different phase of life. So it's, it's interesting that this sort of falls into a little bit of that same similar category, but um, go ahead, continue. No, it does. And that's really interesting. And I, you know, when I got pregnant, I, I mean, I was a sorority girl partying, you know, just, I was a typical college kid. And, um, I, I immediately, we were like, okay, well, we're going to get married. And so my planning brain takes like a, a huge amount of classes, like calculus, all these hard classes in a condensed spring, summer semester while planning a 300 person wedding. Oh my God while being pregnant. And that's just me. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to take it on. I'm going to take it on. And it wasn't until I was getting ready to walk down the aisle. It all hit me. And I bawled hysterically the whole way down the aisle. It took the priest about 10 minutes to calm me down. And my bridesmaids all thought I was going to like leave. And, um, and I remember before I had my son, before I had my first thinking, um, like I'm stuck forever. Wow. And and I thought that there was no other option. And so that probably added extra stress to me too. And, it, and again, he's a great person. He's a great person. I just didn't love him like that, you know? And um, I remember after I had kids, I would want to think it was normal for a husband and a wife to not be intimate because I I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm breastfeeding. I'm getting all my intimacy from the kids. It's normal that I don't want to kiss my husband. It's it's normal. And then I remember when my friends who had kids would tell me that they were intimate with their husbands, I would get really upset because I wanted to feel like I was normal. Mm. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I've learned so much. I've grown so much. Um, Those little bits of intuition. It's amazing how it takes so many years for us to, to those, those little hits, like the, the feeling that you felt before the weddings and stuff like that, like that, 
that intuition that tries to interrupt us from doing something, if it doesn't feel absolutely right, then, you know, we should listen to it. And more times than not, our thinking brain overtakes that when, you know, we really would protect ourselves from so many unpleasant experiences if we listen to that little voice that usually jumps in at the beginning of those kinds of things and take them a little more seriously. But it comes with age. It comes with experience. It totally does. Nobody can tell you, you know, I mean, I am kind of like that with my kids now who are 19, 22 and 23 and they're great. I mean, they're not kids anymore. You know, they're adults, (laughs) but even, even now, and I know they respect my opinion, but it's, it's not the same when you go through it yourself. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's no amount of, of advice that people can give you. You have to live it. You have to live through it. But I mean, sometimes you can tell them like, trust that little voice a little bit more and maybe they'll listen to you. Cause I, I've heard that. I don't know how many times I heard that before the last couple of years. And I'd say before the last like two years, I never listened to that little voice. And once I finally realized like that little voice is usually right. So you got to start listening to that little voice. It takes time. It's all part of learning experience. It takes time. And you know what? I wouldn't take I wouldn't take any of it back because I have three amazing children. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I don't know. A part of me feels like um, after I, you know, had my third, I was done having kids and I kind of was like, okay, I was like, I have three. And maybe it was something biological in me that at that point it was time to think about what I was doing in my relationship. Mm-hmm. And maybe at that time it came more to the surface. I don't know. I really don't know. Oh, so where, where did things sort of diverge from there and sort of what, what led into the current phase of things that you've, you've sort of sailed off into now? Yeah. Well, I became really involved in studying herbs and, um, I did a lot of consultations. We ended up moving to California, um, a year after I got sick and, um, I, I I began consulting at a doctor's office there. Uh, it was my my kid's pediatrician, and he he's an MD, but he likes to practice holistically. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't really have the time or doesn't really have the knowledge to practice holistically. So he pulled me in and brought me on his staff, and it was pretty awesome because I got to see patients that he couldn't help, and what was even better is that patients could use their insurance because it was a doctor's office. You know, a lot of people don't want to go see a nutritionist or an herbalist because they have to pay cash for it. Right. But this, this was different. So I worked with a lot of patients on the spectrum, a lot of patients with autism or Asperger's, um, even ADD, ADHD, um, immune dysfunction, seizures, um, depression, or, or I would see people with just allergies, asthma, the common cold, you know, and, and so I saw a wide variety. I learned a lot. I was able to get really deep in helping a lot of patients with autism heal. And that's not easy. And it's especially not easy for the parent. Wow, that's awesome. But yeah, because you have to look at everything. You have to look at the metals in the child's body. You have to look at their gut health, their microbiome. Um, you um, have to, the diet is so specific. Um, you have to take so many things out of their diet because most of the time their guts are damaged. Mm-hmm. And um, even at such a young age, 
Um, and so you have to work on pulling a lot of those um, offending foods out and healing the gut um, with different, well, you know, you have to re-inoculate with probiotics. Um, you also have to feed those probiotics, but there has to, there, it's a really specific uh, sequence of events. Mm -hmm. And then you have to heal the gut wall with different herbs and substances that will help heal. And um, it can be really difficult because, especially because patients on the spectrum have um, high sensitivity to textures in certain foods. And parents have to, most, these parents were saints. I mean, they would have to sit there and, and, you know, make homemade crackers based off of the approved ingredients. And I mean, and then they would have these, you know, I remember one mom with her twin um, autistic children, just they'd be bouncing off the walls all the time. And she really made a commitment for the, to the supplements. And again, they can't swallow pills. So she's got to get them to take their supplements. Mm -hmm. Then they're, they're, they take so much energy out of you, but she made all their own food. And, and it was, it was parents like that who would, were really ready to make the commitment to where I would see the greatest growth and healing. Mm -hmm. um, we would also do a lot of chelation to pull out the heavy metals. And um, oftentimes the, these um, kids would have yeast overgrowth. So we would, you know, use either natural or even sometimes prescription antifungals, depending on how bad it was or a combination to kill off the, the yeast. So. Now, what sort of things can you do to pull the metals out of the body? That's interesting. Um, well, there's different things. There's um, certain chelating agents um, where you can actually take pills or you can take, um, do like IVs, which we, we wouldn't do IVs for kids that young. But for the really young kids, what I like to do was um, a product called NDF, which is non-cloidal detox factor. And it, it contained really high concentrated nanoparticles of chlorella and cilantro, mm -hmm. which would pull the metals out and then help to excrete the metals. And then it, in addition, you would give milk thistle and other, other um, herbal products that will help support the liver. Mm -hmm. And then also at that point, because a lot of um, minerals will be pulled from the body, oftentimes um, we would give trace minerals in different drops, you know, just to, to rebuild the minerals in the body as well. Mm -hmm. So it was very, it could be very complicated. It's, it's like a puzzle that you're trying to solve. Mm -hmm. You can't just say here, take these eight supplements and you'll be fine in a month, you know? Yeah, because some things you have to balance out with other things. I mean, I know people who would just take handfuls of certain supplements and certain ones you have to have, like certain minerals, certain things you got to take separately. You're not supposed to take a whole handful of vitamins, certain things you shouldn't take with a vitamin B or, you know, I, and I just recently learned that myself. You like the little pill box. Oh, it's Monday. Pop the thing open, throw down the whole throat full of stuff. And it's like, no, there's certain things that you should only be taking at certain times a day separate yeah. from other things. There's, there's a lot to it. There's a lot that people don't realize, but to educate yourself on those things, to hear you say that these parents were having so much success with a fight against autism for just to even hear that parents were having some success rather than just coping with what the diagnosis is that like, that's two completely separate spectrums of stories that you hear. Cause some parents will just deal with what the mainstream medicine will tell them. Like, this is the diagnosis of your child. This is what you're going to have to do to deal with it, but you're actually doing something to help people progress away from the diagnosis. And that's amazing, but it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work and someone obviously very knowledgeable about it. 
Yeah. And I just want, you know, anyone out there listening to this to know that there is a way and there is hope. It's, it's not easy though. Yeah. Um, and there are so many inspiring stories though. And it, um, yeah, I, I love just watching the healing process and healing people. Yeah. You know, when you, you and I were, when we were talking last time and you mentioned something about it earlier, um, about the glyphosate, like that's one thing I've recently learned more about, but I don't want to go into that yet. Um, you know, where, so where else do we go from here with, with your story and, and what sort of like, when did you merge with Organifi? You know, how long have you been with that company and sort of like what put you on the the path with them? Well, you know, I, I haven't even been with Organifi for two years yet. So I think it's been about a year and a half. Um, you know, I did my own thing. I, I, I started my own nutrition bar company. Um, it was an unbelievable experience. It was kind of like my kids and I did this and I had a nutrition bar that was everywhere across the whole country and all the sprouts. I was on the QVC show. I, it was so amazing. Um, I built this like amazing community and had all these community events, which, you know, of course makes me really happy. Um, had these employees that ended up being my best friends. And what happened is, um, I, I got forced by, I was forced into a merge at the very end, a merge with another local nutrition bar company. I, I kind of knew it was, it's kind of that feeling again, that we were talking about, like I knew in the back of my mind that it wasn't a good idea, but I wanted it to work because they had their own manufacturing facility. They had their own distribution trucks. There were certain pain points I had been dealing with and I wanted it to work. Um, but anyways, long story short, within three to more four months from that moment, the whole company went under. Wow. And I lost everything. And I actually, it was very hard. I had a PO for my own product for 10,000 7-Elevens. Right before we shut down. But at that point, I didn't own enough of the company, the combined company. And I, I couldn't make that shot anymore. I was no longer the CEO. It was really hard. So, Oh, that's devastating. So that happened. Um, a couple months before that, I walked out of a very painful, abusive relationship. Um the most painful relationship I've ever been in, in my entire life, but I loved this person so much. Um, and so both of those things happened. And when the company shut down, I literally couldn't pay our rent. So um, within like the next week, my, my son was already out of the house, but my other two, my daughters and I moved into a school bus Temporarily, um, my I have a I had a friend from France who was living in his school bus and built it out, and he had it parked at my house because he was on a trip in Mexico. And I was like, okay, well, here's a way that we don't have to pay rent. So um, the dogs and me and the girls lived in the school bus, which it sounds more glamorous than it is. You know? <laughs> um, I I did drive a fifty foot school bus, which was pretty cool. You know, it was pretty fun, um, but the whole outside was like the inside was pretty nice, but the outside was graffitied and it looked pretty. I don't know. I think he did it for a reason because he always drove through Mexico and he wanted to make sure it didn't look like people super nice, you know? Um, but I, 
I remember the first night we parked um, near the coast by one of our friends' house so we could use their bathroom. And in the morning, the cops knocking on the door, wanting wanting to know who was in there, you know? So we immediately get a stigma of, oh, what are these people like? You know what I mean? And I, it was hard. It was really, really hard to be kind of put in that position. And I, I feel like a lot of people judged me too, because, you know, my youngest at the time was um, 16 and I feel like I was judged a little bit and I, I felt bad. I didn't want to be that type of mom that bounces around with her kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just couldn't afford my rent anymore. So um, I, we could have went and moved away and moved in with my mom or something like that. But I don't know. I did it. Um, we had one more pretty tragic thing that happened. So basically, we're living in the school bus. Um, I'd already made a choice that we were just going to go to Costa Rica. And, um, so my, uh, middle daughter already left. She went to Costa Rica. She started studying permaculture there, which was pretty cool. And I was just back home with my youngest, just finishing things up. And, and what happened is she, she was a dancer. She was a competitive dancer. So really, um, busy life, you know, would, dance like 20, 25 hours a week, you know? Um, so I was homeschooling her, um, cause dance took up so much time and, um, she was really, really innocent. So she had never really engaged in drugs or, you know, she was just busy and she was just, she was for sure my easiest out of all of them until she turned around 17. But, yeah. <laughs> but, um, she, what happened was, Um, she went over to her best friend's house. This was a week before we were getting ready to go to Costa Rica. And I remember telling her she couldn't, but they were like begging me. They were like, come on. So I said, yes. And um, her, her best friend, Ashley smoked weed all the time. And um, Ashley got her mom's vape pen out and had my daughter, Abria smoke it. And she kept telling Avery it wasn't working. She was like, smoke it again. It's not working. It's not working. So she did like five big. And and this is a, this is almost like equivalent to a dab. This is like a 90% THC. Oh, and Abria, my daughter immediately had an out of body experience. And, um, it basically, it actually never went away. Wow. It's, um, called uh, depersonalization. Um, and it's, it's, happening a lot now because of how strong the THC is. It's not balanced with CBD like it used to be. We're hybridizing it and just trying to make it stronger and stronger. And um, she had also been through some stress because, of course, I lost my job, my company. I left the relationship and she was really close to him. So she had had stressors based on my stressors. Uh So this smoking this weed was probably the straw for her. And, um, so the next day, um, it was the sad, it broke my heart more than anything else has ever broke my heart. She couldn't be alone. I mean, here's this vibrant, beautiful, outgoing girl. She couldn't be alone. She couldn't talk to anybody. I couldn't leave her. She couldn't go to work. She couldn't do anything. She couldn't drive. She couldn't even be in a car with me. She would freak out. Wow. And I just remember her saying, mom, 
like we would be talking to her and she'd be like, mom, I know this is real, but it, it doesn't seem real. And she would literally be watching her body from above. Wow. And, you know, as a parent, seeing your child, like she would just cry and say, I want my, I want my brain back. And um, she would explain it to where there was disassociation between her mind and her brain. And that's how she would describe it. Wow. And um, I didn't think we were going to be able to go to Costa Rica because I was like, well, there's no way she's going to be able to get on a plane. You know, no way um, with this kind of anxiety. Um, and so I literally, she probably took like 25 different supplements daily for about a week. Um, you know, brain support, adrenal support, gut support, anti-inflammatories, immune support. Um, and she ended up actually recovering. No way. Um, That's amazing. It's, you know, our kids now are under so much stress, more stress than ever before, even stress from the computer, from EMFs, from social media, from what the expectations of what you're supposed to be. And then you add, you know, the components of this really strong THC that's not natural. It's not balanced like it's supposed to be. So she, it took her a while to heal fully. Um, you know, we went to Costa Rica and it actually helped a lot because life is slow there. Mm -hmm. It was hard for her at first, but it forced her to kind of deal with things, you know, and slow down. And she had a couple relapses. She had one relapse like a month after we had been in Costa Rica and we were eating at our favorite breakfast place and they gave us free cappuccinos with our breakfast. And you're not supposed to drink caffeine if you, if you deal with depersonalization. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was like, Abra, don't drink that. And I was like turning around chatting with somebody and she drank the whole thing and she was fine all day, but about eight or nine that night, uh, it came back so bad that she couldn't even get out of bed. Wow. And so it's an anxiety based disorder. Um, the hippocampus is, is supposedly affected. There's still a lot that's not known. I think the vagus nerve is implicated, um, but it's happening more and more now. And I know she has since reached out and helped a lot of people that have had the same exact thing happen to her from smoking. That's wild. I've never heard of this before. And I mean, I'm someone who was trained in drug education for kids. And this is something I've never even heard of. I've never heard of this this term or people having that experience at all. But um yeah, things think the the potency of I mean, even when it comes down to just vapes with nicotine and stuff like that, like kids really don't understand what they're getting their hands on. It's like I've even told my son, I don't want to see you ever smoking anything, but I'd almost rather have you pick up a cigarette than than uh, a nicotine vape just because oh, of of the potency of this kind of stuff. So I can't imagine what would happen with the THC. That's wild. Yeah, grow your own. You know, grow your own tobacco <laughs> if you need to, or grow your own weed if you need to smoke weed. You know. Yeah. Because there's a beautiful balance, you know, everything that has been created on this earth is, is in balance mm -hmm. and the way the cannabis plant, cannabis can be medicine and it is balanced with the, the, all the different cannabinoids. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but it's when we go and adulter things that there's problems, you know? Yeah. But just like what you said, let food be thy medicine. I mean, that's one of the major themes that I have heard when I've started to dive down more holistic paths. I mean, like, I'm not sure how familiar you are with my story, but I had cancer twice and at age 30 was my last one. And they wanted me, the, the second case of cancer that I had was brought on by way over um, radiation from CAT scans because they had just put me through a ton of CAT scans from the first case. So basically they gave me it the second time and they wanted to put me all through chemo and radiation. And I ended up going to get second opinions. I went to a very knowledgeable oncology department. They hooked me up with, I was so totally opposed to going down that route. I just see what it does to people. I've already trusted my hands in that mainstream. So they said, well, if you're going to, if you're going to really going to forego those options to help really protect you and save your life, then you need to do some really strict dietary stuff. And I did for all those years and here I am a decade later, but there's definitely something to be said. I mean, you can't just take it into your own hands and just sort of like willy nilly do it. You need to really seek professional advice. And I would never advise anybody to do what I did because it was very risky. But um, like you said, there's, there's a balance in all those things. And there's just everything that's out there in nature. There's so many things that I'm, I'm discovering now, like with even like uh, with nettles, I'm learning a little bit about um, that herb or plant or whatever you want to, I'm not even sure what it's classified as, but there's, there's stuff that I'm, I'm taking and, um, and learning about that I would have never even guessed. And now I'm at the point where I can't live without some of the stuff. And I've even tried, I've like gone away from it for a bit and tried to figure out why I don't feel as good as I felt. And it's like, Oh, because I haven't had this particular thing. And then you get back on a strict regimen and I just can't even describe the next level of energy and clarity and overall just excellent health and the things that just, I mean, I even look different than I did five years ago, as far as just like inflammation and face puffiness and all that kind of stuff. It's just, people just don't realize what these things do to enhance everything about your life. I, I just, sometimes I just want to tell everybody, I want to <laughs> shout it to everybody, um, especially during this time in the world where a lot of people are very fearful of their health. Yeah. Um, and the but, glyphosate, I mean, glyphosate is a huge thing that people don't realize. And if they're not familiar with it, I mean, um, I, I'll let you tell more of than you probably know more about it than I do. But I've, I had a, a gluten intolerance that popped up uh, about three years ago. And this is someone who ate pasta their entire life, drank a ton of beer all the time. And all of a sudden you've got a 37 year old guy, Italian guy, not able to touch wheat in any way, shape or form. Like, what's the cause of that? And I hear a lot of it is the, the glyphosate. That's what a lot of people have had the, um, the negative reaction to, to gluten. But, um, you know, you and I talked about that a little bit before the show, but you know, what do you know about that, that particular sort of epidemic that's out there with that? Uh, 100%. I mean, glyphosate is, it's a non-selective herbicide, meaning it will kill, you know, all plants. Um, the reason why it's used so much is because it's, um, it's used with genetically, it's oftentimes used with genetically modified plants who are um, selectively bred to be tolerant to glyphosate. So let's say you want to, you know, grow corn, but you don't want any of the weeds. So the corn can be GMO corn that is bred to be resistant to glyphosate, but then you could just spray the glyphosate on the whole plant and then all the weeds around it will die. So they use it a lot for that. They also use it, um, interestingly enough, glyphosate can be found in um, organic foods, mm -hmm. um, wheat, grains, um, 
you know, pea protein, things like that, uh, because it's used as a desiccating or drying agent because the farmer, of course, wants to dry it really fast so that they can, you know, make more money off their crop. And uh, you'll find it there too. But um, what's really interesting about glyphosate is that it is patented as an antibiotic. Interesting. Um, it's never actually been patented as an herbicide. So it's, it's really interesting. Um, it, it is an herbicide, you know, it's in the famous roundup that you see. I, I think you see that commercial of that, that strong man going out to spray the dandelions in, in the yard yeah. the with the roundup, which yeah. is, has glyphosate in it. And it's funny because the dandelions are the only medicine that's actually in that yard. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's trying to kill, you yeah. know? Um, but what's really interesting is that glyphosate, um, prevents plants from making certain proteins that are needed for growth. So it stops this pathway known as the shikimate pathway, um, or also the shikimic acid pathway. And it's essential for plants and microorganisms. So when people are consuming foods with glyphosate, they're basically taking an antibiotic every day. Mm -hmm. And all of the microbiome in their gut is being damaged or killed. And that will um, lead to overgrowth and certain bad pathogens. And that's why we've seen an influx in, um, you know, SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, and a lot of different um, bacterial overgrowths in the gut that wouldn't have been there before. And also damaged gut walls because we don't have the microbiome that we had before. And so, um, like, if you consume wheat, if you consume non-organic wheat, it's got glyphosate in it. I think studies have shown that within like 15 minutes, the epithelial lining of your of, of the walls of your intestine will start to be degraded. Mm-hmm. But then what happens is then your intestinal wall is no longer healthy and strong. Bigger food particles will get through into the bloodstream and that causes autoimmune disease. It causes inflammation. It causes a lot of the, the diseases that we're exposed to today or that, I mean, that we are suffering from today. Mm-hmm. So I do believe a lot of these, these, um, health problems. I mean, I think 70 to 80% of our immune system is in our gut lining, you mm-hmm. know, so, we're, you know, we have a lot of different immune dysfunctions now, um, whether it's a low immune system or, or autoimmunity. Um, but yeah, so, um, I, I am, very passionate. That's, that's one of the things I wanted to talk about, um, regarding Organifi is that I'm so passionate that we at Organifi are a pioneer, um, in holding the glyphosate residue free badge because it's awesome. I mean, all of our products are USD. Well, all of our powdered products are USDA organic certified non-GMO project verified, But to go that extra step and be glyphosate residue free certified, I'm so proud because I know, I mean, this is so important. There are so many different health problems that are related to glyphosate use, Mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, I mean, we're, even if we're, I mean, the sad part is, is that this is a water soluble herbicide. So once it's in the environment, we can't get it out. 
Right. You know, I think I think if we all stopped using glyphosate right now, it would take 50 years for us to not see any residual glyphosate or maybe just too small to measure, you know, right. but I mean, right now it's, it's being sprayed. It's, it's in our rain, it, you know, it's in the clouds, it's in the rain, the precipitation, we all have it in our bodies to a certain extent, even if we're eating all organic food. That's insane. I mean, yeah. if, if you watch enough TV in the last, I, I wouldn't say I've seen it in the last six months or so, but you see the lawsuits of you've been exposed to Roundup and you've had this cancer or that cancer, call this number now because you might be due for compensation. It's like, that's exactly the stuff that you're actually ingesting through so many different types of foods, even ones that call themselves organic. There's certain healthy foods, like I won't mention a name, but there's a certain brand of granola bars out there that everybody eats. They're, they, they, people think they're the, like the, the most healthy thing that you can have. They were one of the highest things on the, the list for parts per million on the glyphosate scale and so many different organic foods. And that's where Organifi is different because um, to, like you said, to take that extra step in certifying that their, their products don't have any of that in it, that that's what separates an organic from what organic Fi does. Yeah. I, and I'm, I'm so proud. Um, I mean, an, another little tidbit about glyphosate is that in 2015, the world health organization finally classified glyphosate as probably carcinogenic to humans. Probably. Um, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, um, in 2017, there was a groundbreaking study showing that Roundup causes liver disease, even at low doses. Wow. Um, it's just, and, and I, 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 I know that there has been a lot of researchers researching the link between people who are exposed to glyphosate and have high, higher levels of glyphosate in their body and how their body is handling the coronavirus. Hmm. Because I mean, our, our bodies are made, our DNA is made to, to work with viruses. Viral DNA is, and RNA is just part of our, our um, biochemical makeup and, and our, our, you know, our growth and our evolution. So um, it's, it's really interesting to think that um, there may, may be a correlation between glyphosate and COVID. That's interesting. Going down the, down the line with, um, with Organifi, you know, you talked about the quality and the impact that it has and the, the, the links that it goes through to source their products, you know, what sets them apart? What exactly, um, you know, sets them that one step ahead of some of the other things that are out there? Well, so I wanted to talk a little bit about the way that we source our ingredients at Organifi. And yeah. that's what I'm, I'm really proud about the way we source our ingredients, because I'm always going to go out there and I'm going to find you know, the best quality turmeric that's grown in accordance to, you know, organic and regenerative farming practices. And I'm going to find a turmeric that's the best um, extract. You know, the turmeric that we use, we use a couple different turmerics, but one of our turmerics, the one in gold is, is a four to one extract. So for every four pounds of turmeric root, you get one pound of extract and it's sprayed with curcumin oil during the extraction process. So it's very potent. Um, it's a lot more potent than just a regular root powder, you know? Um, and, but it's not just that it's that this farm in India actually gives back to the local community. They have built bathrooms in these impoverished schools. They have furnished, um, these schools with computers and furniture and, and, you know, this is, this is what I look for 
when I'm sourcing ingredients. And this is what's, this is what the Organifi team is passionate about. You know, it's just the impact, not only the impact on people's health, but the impact in, um, you know, the, the, the social impact and the community impact. Right. That Um, makes a huge difference. I mean, you have a company, just buying a product. I mean, it's completely different than, um, than getting something just from a mainstream producer who's really doing nothing to give back. Totally. Another one of our, you know, we, we have so many great partners. Um, but one of our, our great partners is our Acacia where we get our Acacia and Acacia is, um, the sap from the, so, so Acacia fiber is a prebiotic fiber that we have in some of our, our powders. It's, it helps with the mixability, but it also feeds your probiotics, which is pretty cool. And where we source our acacia fiber from, it's it's sourced from the sub-Saharan belt in Africa. And it really is helping to drive development in that region. And um, the tree is able to survive harsh droughts um, by finding water deep within the soil. So it prevents desertification. It helps with nitrogen fixing. So it actually encourages plant and animal biodiversity. But in addition to that, um, so you, you have so many benefits, but in addition to that, this organization has planted 2,148,000 trees. And for social support, the organization has equipped 10,000 homes with clean cook stoves, built 17 new water points and built one new school. That's awesome. I mean, how cool is that? That's amazing. Um, our, our mushroom supplier is just so incredible. Um, our mushrooms are grown the way that mushrooms are supposed to be grown, which is on wood, natural substrate because mushrooms are what they eat. And, um, our mushrooms are grown in China, but it's grown in the most pristine rural area of China. Um, and our mushroom supplier, because of our mushroom supplier, China now has this certified organic initiative amongst all of the farmers. And so this pristine ecosystem in this region of China is mostly because of their mushroom production. And, um, you know, a lot of the mushrooms, there's a lot of mushroom companies that claim to be better because they're grown in the U.S. But what I find about those mushroom companies is most of the time, they're grown in a factory in a bag filled with grain and they're not even the right parts of the mushrooms and you're getting mostly grain in your final product. Wow. So, you know, I'm proud. I'm so proud of our mushroom suppliers. Um, and then I, I'll just touch on one more of sup- our suppliers that I'm really proud to be doing business with. Um, we work with a, we, we have Baobab in a couple of our different products and Baoba is um, our supplier. They are doing so much for this. Baobab grows in Southeastern Zimbabwe and there's frequent droughts there to where nothing can grow. And so these people wouldn't have any source of income if it weren't for the Baobab tree. And, uh, it's, you know, it's Baobab is the core of their family's livelihood and well-being. And um, they, they they invest in replanting and protecting these trees. And um, 
they're really supporting, especially local women in their, in, in that region, which is really awesome. That's awesome. So if people were going to check out Organifi, if they wanted, they're enticed by everything we've talked about, um, what's the best way for them to check it out and what sort of products would you recommend for certain things? I mean, I know you've, um, you've also touched on the, uh, the critical immune product that might be hot right now, you know, because, uh, heading into flu and cold season, there's also this big virus that's been out there terrorizing everybody for the last, uh, you know, eight, nine months, but, um, what sort of things that are sort of hot on the Organifi list that you might want to suggest to people to go and check out? Well, I think that there's two, I would say if you're new to Organifi, there's, oh, no, I'm going to say three. I'm going to say three. Okay. So the first product would be the original Organifi green juice. And, um, why I think that's really important right now is it's not only an organic green powder, but it has a clinical dose of ashwagandha. And like we talked about ashwagandha, ashwagandha helps balance your body. It'll help you sleep at night. It helps with your energy during the day. It'll decrease stress. It just balances your body and it balances your cortisol levels. And I think right now, especially people are under so much more stress than normal. And if your cortisol levels are again, too high or too low, then your immune system is going to be weakened. So it's important to stay balanced. And also if you're sleeping better at night, then um, your immune system is going to be stronger anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, another one I would say um, it's called critical immune. And um, I developed this product because it's caught four of my favorite herbs in it for immune health. Um, Andrographis, astragalus root, olive leaf, and elderberry. Mm -hmm. Really potent, strong extractions. Um, You can take two a day. You can take it if you start to feel sick, or you can really take it every day. I I pretty much just take it every day during the cold and flu season. Um, It'll really just kind of help you stay strong. There's also some adaptogens in this product. astragalus and andrographis are really supportive of the respiratory system. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really great. Um, just to, just to kind of like stimulate immunity, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and then, well, okay. Two more. So the gold, the gold that you ordered is really a great product because it's, it's, it's got turmeric in it. It's got ginger, it's got turkey tail, it's got reishi, so that is also really great for the immune system, but you can also take it before you go to bed and it's got lemon balm in it mm-hmm. and which will help you relax. And um, I, I see it as kind of a good recovery drink. You know, before you go to bed, you sit down with like a nice warm drink. Um, a lot of other benefits, obviously, you know, reishi is the most studied mushroom for rest and relaxation. Um, it's a potent adaptogen. It's really great for the immune system too. Um, so I think that's a great one. Um, another one is called liver reset. And this is a product specifically to support liver health. And, you know, the liver is involved in over 500 different processes in the human body. And what's really interesting is the liver is actually an immune organ, So in order to have a healthy immune system, your liver needs to be healthy. And we are inundated 
with toxins, you know, every single day. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, take, take liver reset for six months, take two capsules a day, see how you feel. It's got, um, milk thistle, dandelion root, triphala, burdock root. It's, it's a super good, strong formula. Nice. Yeah. And one of the things that, that really grabbed me about Organifi originally was seeing some of the ads, I think it was on YouTube that I actually saw Drew Canoli talking about, um, you know, raising his electromagnetic field from all the organic things that he was eating. But the, the, the so that kind of grabbed my attention, but the biggest part was how, you know, you can take all these different ingredients that are in some of these mixtures. And that's where I have found myself is that I go and source these things and I put a whole bunch of stuff together and, uh, you know, get the mixture of all these different things that help with my immunity it helps with the inflammation and all the sort of post post cancer things that I have to deal with, but it costs a ton of money. It's a ton of prep time. And one of the greatest things that drew me to Organifi was how they've really sourced things probably better than I ever could, or probably better than the the local co-op that I go and buy all the organic expensive stuff from. But um, it also is blending all the things together at a much more affordable rate uh, than I think you can put together if you try to piecemeal everything. So I think, and it's a lot more convenient than having to create things in a food processor and store them and, and you know, and keep things fresh. So um, no, I could definitely, uh, I'm excited to get my, my supplies of the stuff and check it out and see how well it works and definitely excited to uh, bring this to the listeners uh, for so many different reasons right now. And, you know, very happy to uh, welcome you on the show to talk about it all and talk about your amazing story. I mean, congratulations to you for, you know, pulling through some of the toughest times in life and, and, you know, like you and what everybody else says when they go through the tests of time, um, they wouldn't want to do it again, but they wouldn't trade those experiences for the world. And I think that's such an important message for so many people who are, are trudging through life and trying to find their way. Um, and definitely your story is an inspirational one, especially to, to look at the end point where you're at right now and, and see how well things did work out for you and how passionate you are about the line of work that you've gotten into. So, uh, you know, congrats to you and thank you for coming on the show and talking about it all. Thank you so much. This was such a pleasure. I would love to be on again. I'm sure we can find many more things to talk about. Definitely. I think maybe as more products come on, we'll, uh, we'll connect again and we'll, we'll talk about some more things because there's definitely a lot more we could have talked about. There's so many different um, little things and rabbit holes we could have gone down. So definitely would, uh, would love to have you back on sometime. Cool. I'm going to send you some critical immune and some liver reset. Looking forward to it. The folks at Organifi have partnered with Live This Life to bring a discount on their products to the listeners. If you head to OrganifiShop.com, that's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I-S-H-O-P.com, and in the checkout, you use the discount code LiveThisLife, all one word, you will get 15% off of your total purchase. I would strongly suggest to use the chocolate gold. I started taking this because I have a decent amount of aches and pains with all of the stuff that I do, along with some of the health conditions that I have. And I found that this stuff works wonders on not only that, but at the end of the day, after dinner, you want a dessert, you reach for this instead of some of the other sweets that might be in the cabinet. And it's probably one of the best choices that you can make to not only load your body with something that'll satisfy that craving, but it puts a whole bunch of other great things into your body and none of those unhealthy things that you might've otherwise reached for. It has turmeric for anti-inflammation and pain reduction, ginger, which supports healthy responses to stress, reishi mushroom, which aids in relaxation, as well as turkey tail mushroom, which is full of antioxidants and helps support recovery. 
I can't recommend this one product enough, but it's only one small part of the entire amazing line that Organifi has to offer. So head over and check out the entire line and be sure to use that coupon code when you are placing your order. Until next time, keep living.